Hey everybody, welcome to episode 176, although I put 175 in our show notes of the Bite Me podcast. I'm fired. So you're going to make the show notes now? No. We just don't have a podcast anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we talk about video games every week, sometimes for extended amounts of times. We'll see how this week goes. I am joined today by Colby. Woo! And Dylan. Woo! I was hoping Colby and I do another podcast about movies and the other day he just came in with a Zeus because it was appropriate to the movie. I was kind of hoping he'd do that again today. Sorry, we could redo this. Could you, will you sing on our outro though? If you want me to. All right. Anyway, this week we're going to talk about, we've actually got some good coronavirus news. I mean, it's actually still bad coronavirus news, but at least people are doing some stuff to make a difference. Although one of those companies is Riot Games, so I'm not sure how that works. Maybe it's a net even, maybe? Probably not. They're they're giving uh, masks away, but they're only giving like 70% to women. Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of Mario games maybe coming out, including some, I would say, fan favorites. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I can now play it with Colby and I don't have to buy it, which is great because I don't want to buy it. Uh, Artifact is back. Dylan might be excited about that. Are you, are you ready to go back to Artifact, Dylan? Um, I mean, they changed everything I liked about the game, but whatever. All right, cool. Gloomhaven, <laughs> which I am going to play in about two hours, is getting a sequel and it has raised a whole lot of money on Kickstarter and they're... I don't know, a day in. E3 cancellations have its first confirmed publisher cancellation. We talked about this a little while ago. We thought we might see companies do some online stuff, but mm, doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, Steam, don't forget, it lets you play couch co-op over the internet. We'll talk about that. Microsoft, not, not Microsoft Dungeons, Minecraft Dungeons is officially pushed back. We talked about that in our games coming out in April uh, podcast, which went live. I think today, which is great. Um, That game was officially pushed back yesterday, but sometimes when you record things in the past, you just can't fix them in the future. It's a problem. And also, an update, uh, we talked about this last week, on why this uh, Xbox Series X controllers are going to use batteries. Plus, we got questions from Vinny, Megan, Benjamin, Kim Cruz, and Mansox, and... Like the list of free games right now is is absolutely impressive. People are giving us a reason to stay home. But first, we are going to talk about what we've been playing. Colby, I've been playing video games. Dylan. I love video uh, games. Um, I've been playing Animal Crossing. I'm guessing Dylan can talk more about that since he's also been playing Animal Crossing yeah. and probably a bit more than I have. Have either of you caught a? String fish? Is that what they're called? I'm not kind of string fish. I did get a blue marlin yesterday, though, on the last day that you could get one, I think. Nice. Is that like a sorty fish? Yeah. Nice. Did you mount it above your No, I sold like, it because there's a beaver in my town that um, has a social media channel about fishing, so he buys fish at a higher price, so I definitely sold it to him. That is the weirdest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> I caught a marlin and sold it to a beaver. Yeah. He was pretty, right. he was pretty stoked about it. What, what, that's, makes my head hurt. What else, what else is Animal Crossing? Tell me more about Animal Crossing. What have you been doing? How much are your turnip selling for, Dylan? I always log in like 30 minutes after the turnip lady leaves. I, she's lady? only there on she's Sunday? there Sunday from like 10 to noon, I think. And that's when you can buy turnips. I don't have turnips nor a turnip lady. That, no, well, you, you do, do have on Sundays lady. between she's 10 only- and noon. Yeah, you missed the first hour because you're playing video games with me, and I guess the second hour yeah. because you're not paying attention to the turnip lady. I plan to buy some turnips on Sunday. I'm going to set an alarm. I guess 
I guess as a pimp for our own Discord channel, if you go to bindmepodcast.com slash Discord, I posted a, I don't know, someone who had a lot of time making graphs about how to buy and sell turnips um, that was apparently very helpful. So I guess if you want to buy and sell turnips, go to our Discord channel. There's an Animal Crossing channel as well, and you can find out how to buy and sell turnips for the, the highest price possible. I guess. Why are we buying and selling turnips? Are they just like something that grows everywhere? No, that's the point. As she comes in, you can buy them. And then when Timmy and Tommy are purchasing turnips for a higher price, you can profit. Who's Timmy and Tommy? They're, are they raccoons? They're Tom yeah. Nook's kids that kind of run the Nook's Cranny, which is the store that you build to have goods. Could you back up a moment? where Tom Nook has a store that he named Nook's Cranny? Yes. Well, no, no. Timmy and Tommy have a store yeah. that they named Nook's Cranny Cliff. I haven't gotten the iron to build it yet. Wait, you have to build a store for Timmy and Tommy? Uh, you have yeah. to get them the... Well, uh, they set, they, they settle their goods and wares out of uh, um, the resident services building. This is the weirdest game. Like, for people not playing this game, it must just seem like Bizarro World because I, you're saying things and none of them make sense. But I guess more of the story. Are you having fun, Dylan? Oh, it's a blast. Are you having fun, Colby? Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. And neither of you are time traveling, correct? No, I don't even know how to do that. So no, you just set you set the date forward on your switch. Oh no. No. All right. Cool. Um, what else you want to talk about? Pico Nico? Pico Nico. Um, I played. I love Pico saying Nico. that so much. Yeah. That, well, there's. I keep getting it confused because there's a game I played last year called Pana, Pakanaku or Pakanaku. I can't remember what it's called. It's something. It, it's legally distinguishable from Pico Nico, though. <laughs> well, it's it's very like similar, but also different. Um. But Pankapu, I think, is what it's called. Sure. But, uh, yeah, Pikaniku is like a kind of adventure platform puzzle game that's really fun. Uh, and it's got a character with giant long legs, and I love it. No arms, giant legs. Love it. He's just a, an oval, a red oval with eyes. And, and it's legs. on Game Pass, right? It is on Game Pass. It's nice. about maybe four hours long, three hours long. I don't well, know. That's a good length. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah. So I I beat it this uh, week. I I highly suggest it. It's very funny. Nice. Sounds yeah. perfect. I'm actually looking for something. I don't know. I'm trying to finish up Doom, but Doom's hard, and mm -hmm. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> so maybe I need a little Pikuniku in my life. And you're also playing Yakuza Zero. I am playing Yakuza Zero, which I did not realize that this game is five years old, but it was just released on the Xbox. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was really confused because I'm like, like for a essentially AAA game, like there are some weird models in this game. Colby's on in our Discord channel has currently set his like avatar picture to a model from this game, and it's horrifying. Like it, its eyes follow me. Like it doesn't matter where I am in my office, it just it just follows me, and I hate it. And um, like also, I'm I'm like it's kind of weird that in a game that came out this year that Michael Jackson or sorry Miracle Johnson is in it, <laughs> and I don't know there there was some stuff last year 
but uh, <laughs> but it's because this game is from came out on the PS3 and the PS4 in 2015. So, so is the Xbox version like a remaster? I assume so. I I would guess so because it it doesn't necessarily look like a PS3 game, but yeah. it doesn't look like a Xbox One game. Xbox either. One game, yeah. Um, what? Uh, like, I'm going to ask you a question. That you don't. You may not know the answer. But where does it fit? Because there's seven, six other Yakuza games, right? One, two, three, four, six, five, and yeah. six. I think six. Does it? Is it a prequel? Then it is. It's a prequel. It's set okay. in 1988. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, so that's why Miracle Johnson's there. Yes. Um, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. The last three games I've played have all been like weird Japanese games and culturally I am fascinated with Japan now I guess just because <laughs> so many things in the games I'm like well, that's just straight up weird but apparently it's normal I don't know but my favorite part is is that the entire setup of this game is that you're a, a Yakuza guy and you go beat up a dude for money because he owes money to a, a like a loan shark and later on, that person that you beat up is killed, and you are essentially framed for it. And they make the biggest deal out of the fact that this guy was shot to death. And I, I, all I can think of is in a GTA game, like I don't know, within meeting or with meeting Trevor within the first what thirty seconds, he stomped a man to death. <laughs> and it's not even brought up in the game, really. No. Like, you're not on the run for that. If you shoot someone in a GTA game, it doesn't matter. Sometimes the cops don't even come. No, no. Like, this game very much feels like, I don't know, in America, like, that, that whole thing where you've seen Last Action Hero, where yeah. the, the bad guy is transported to the real world and shoots someone, and, like, he's listening for the cops and, like, hello, I've just murdered a man. <laughs> and, like, someone, like, yells down from the thing, like, shut up down there. I'm trying to sleep. That's how I feel a game set in America would be. Whereas in, like, this Japanese game, they're like, and he was killed with a gun. I'm like, and? Like, and? Uh, oh, okay. A little bit different, I guess. That's funny. How but are you How are you dealing with a game that is entirely in Japanese that has subtitles? Is that... Have as I, weird as it sounds uh, like it is. Did I just play Sword Art Online, which is entirely in Japanese? Oh, I didn't know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Man, you're just like really like inserting yourself into Japanese culture. Not really. Um, I ha I mean, I am wearing a kimono currently. Yeah, you and, and Robert Evans. I'll show you my sword collection later. <laughs> I uh, watched like a single anime show on Netflix, and since last week, I think I've watched like eight more. I don't... Cliff's I've never watched it. He's like, oh, is Dylan-san coming? I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I have never watched anime literally in my entire life. I watched Castlevania. That was it. And then I watched this other one, and Netflix started recommending other things to me. I'm like, all right, yeah, I could watch that. All right, I could watch that. I also watched uh, Love, Death, and Robots, which is freaking incredible and very, very, very not safe for anything besides you alone with an iPad somewhere, maybe. How is uh, Breaking Bad coming along? It's fantastic. I love. I watched and, the entire uh, thing. Watched Bojack. all six okay. seasons of that and however many seasons of BoJack they are. Both mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. You should totally watch Love, Death, and Robots. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else about Yakuza? It's... it's I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess what kind of game is it? I don't even... Is it a role-playing game? 
Kind of? Yeah. It's it's always compared to Shenmue if Shenmue was fun. Um, what kind and, of game? Shenmue? Is it a role-playing game? It's kind of like, yeah, you can, you know, you it's kind of Grand kinda Mass Theft Auto-y. Yeah, more, more Grand Theft Auto-y, I would kind of guess, but without driving. And you can go into stores and, you know, like I spent, I don't know, about three minutes playing one of those claw games. Weird. I also have no idea how Japanese money works because they're talking <laughs> about like the reason that this guy was killed there is because there's this one section of land that everyone's trying to buy and if that person's dead there then it's going to you know bring the cops down and they're like it may go for as much as a billion yen and I'm like oh wow <laughs> how much is that and then I looked it up and like a billion yen now is like 9.6 million dollars I'm like oh okay Maybe that was more in 1988. I'm not really sure, but they're like, you want a drink? It'll be 438 yen. I'm like, I guess. Like, every person I beat up drops, like, 130,000 yen. So, <laughs> sure. I, I worked for a company for a while that was based out of India, and I was looking at our annual report one time, and I'm like, holy crap, we made, like, 500 billion rupees, rupees. Yeah, last like, year? Like, I'm like... Just like Link. And I'm like, that's incredible. And then I like did the, the, the conversion. I'm like, oh, hmm. I mean, I guess we're doing okay, but we're not doing half a billion dollars okay. So whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. So it's it's basically like, yeah, kind of an RPG. You do a lot of like fighting in the street against thugs and um, oh, what are they called? There's like the Yakuza thugs, delinquents. And then there's just kind of weird side missions. Is like it all a, just like melee fighting or do you have uh -huh. swords? You at some point may get a gun or something. I don't know. I've put like seven hours into it and I haven't seen any weapons, but there is a slot for weapons. So that tells me honest, at some point. Everything you're describing about this game is the reason why I have not played this game so far. <laughs> Did you see when I had to help a dominatrix become a better nope. dominatrix in a playground? Because I did, yeah. Nice. That, that, that was that was kind of a plus, but at the same time, maybe a <laughs> and, minus. And then kids started watching. So yeah. it sounds you know, weird, Cole. I'll be honest. It, it sounds it kinda, really weird. It is kind of weird. It's a it's a fun game. Um, it's not as weird as it sounds. <laughs> uh, it's not as weird as Final Fantasy fifteen. No, no. And so it 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 sounds a lot weirder than it actually is. But it, it sure. is fun. I just don't know if it's. 30 to 60 hours fun. Yikes. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. Um, so I'm playing a couple of things. I finally beat Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And I really, really, really want to talk about Ori and the Will of the Wisps. But there's really no way for me to say what I want to say about it without um, spoiling it, unfortunately. Like the game, it's a weird game in that it has it has a story um, but the story is all told via like kind of voiceovery cutscenes. It's not like Ori talks. It's not like anyone in that game talks. It's all just like you talk to these giant guardians of the forest, and they kind of like at you, and like you get you know, it's actually it's like the game was in Japanese, except it just you know translates giant like guardian frog to me. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, the game's really good, and I really... I mean, the game as a Metroidvania is spectacular. Um, I think it's actually a little bit... Well, I played it on easy, and the easy mode in Will of the Wisps 
seems easier than whatever mode I played in the first one. I don't remember there being like an easy, medium, hard option yeah. in the first I think, one. I think there was, but I'm not sure. This one seemed easier to me. Um, the one thing I will say is that I did not realize. So it seems to me like this was the way in the first one where in order to fast travel, you had to be at like one of the fast travel fountains and you could travel to another one of the fast travel fountains, but you actually had to be at one of them to do it. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is not that way. You can literally fast travel from anywhere on the map, but I didn't realize that until I was 80% of the way through the game. So I spent a lot of time traversing it. So I think I actually might've just gotten better at using my like traversal skills than I did in the first one, because by the time I got to the end, it wasn't, there were parts in the first game that I was like, I cannot believe how hard this is. I, I'm not sure I'm actually going to physically be able to beat this. And I never hit that in the second one. There were parts that were difficult. There was a, a particular boss fight that was very hard. Um, you're fighting this giant worm and it's one of those ones where the worm's chasing you and you have to essentially use your traversal, traversal skills to outrun it. And it was difficult, but it was really just difficult in the, you just had to survive long enough to figure out what the next part was so you could learn what the next part was so you could eventually out, you know, outrun him. And it took me, I don't know, 25 minutes to beat him maybe, but that was the only part that I felt was really, really, really difficult. Um, the rest of it was relatively easy. But man, the ending of that game is really sad um, for like a bunch of reasons. <laughs> um, and like I said, I can't really tell you why, but man, the end of that game is just... It's just sad. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's really good. So I would I recommend you play it. Again, it's free on Game Pass. So give give Ori a try. I wish I I wish I could tell you how long it was, but it it's longer than I thought it was gonna be, but that might just mean that it was like 15 hours. So but it seemed like the map in this one was significantly larger than the map in the first one. So maybe it was more like 20. I don't know. Great game though. Really liked Ori. Um I, like I'm not gonna talk about it for long, but I'm also playing Civ Six on the Switch. Um yeah, so over <laughs> over I think we actually did a, a troll corner about this. Over at Christmas I bought uh, one of the DLCs for Civ Six because I thought I was buying the real game because Walmart had a very deceptive page. Mm, I, remember <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, but Amazon put Civ Six on sale for 15 bucks. So I picked it up and it's very good. It turns out it was still just the DLC. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez. I know it was physical this time. They sent it to me. I got a cartridge. Um, I haven't put a ton of time into it, but it's, it's Civ Six. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to say about it besides that it's good and it runs great on the Switch. It's a little... I, I think I would rather be playing it with a mouse, but it's not terrible to not be playing it with a mouse, I guess. So, you know, you still you still want to just keep putting one more turn into it. So, not a bad thing. Uh, Dylan, do you want to say the thing you're supposed to say? Because I didn't bring up our Patreon, so I guess we'll do that in a minute. News! There we go. All right. Uh, first up in the land of news. You know, I said this is finally some good coronavirus news, but I don't really know. Like, we've got a coronavirus problem, and so people are helping out. Is that Does that make it good news? No. No. I mean, I suppose. I guess, I guess at least companies are stepping up to help as opposed to just, like not yeah i guess companies it's, it's are good doing... news because it's not bad news and it's more than news it, companies are, are stepping up and doing something 
something, which might be the least we expect of them, but they're still doing something. As long so, as it's not stepping negative, up, I guess that's all I can ask for. And doing slightly more than the bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thank you, companies. Yeah. Um, so in the news, we've got... Uh, and some of these, like, you you can actually help with because they're actually donating stuff. But uh, Riot Games uh, and their co-founders, Brandon Beck and Mark Merrill, who I don't know if those guys are actually part of the problem at Riot, Riot Games, but I suspect they are, um, are donating a total of, I think, $1.5 million uh, to local Los Angeles coronavirus relief organizations like the Los Angeles Food Bank and the Mayor's Fund for LA. So thanks, Riot Games, for that. That's cool. Um, Rockstar Games, actually, if you are a GTA Online or Red Dead Online player, um, between April 1st and the end of May, so from essentially today until two months from now, any anything you buy, like any DLC you buy, um, I think it's in-game stuff. So like if you buy money or you buy clothes, whatever, um, 5% of that will go to uh, COVID relief efforts. So that's a pretty cool thing. I guess if you've been thinking about buying some stuff, you know, uh, 5% of those, those digital purchases will go to help. Uh, Nintendo, this is kind of a weird thing. So can you think of a reason that Nintendo would have 10,000 protective N95 particulate respirator masks? Yes. Okay, cool. Why? It's the same reason Facebook did. They're on the West Coast. So during the fires, they uh, stockpile them for their employees. Oh, see that? I, I was wondering. I'm like, why does Facebook have 750,000 of these? Facebook had a lot more than they needed because, like, I've seen the math done where they're like, yeah, Facebook had a lot more than they needed but it's it was more than likely due to the fires um that makes sense nintendo has somewhere closer than seattle they have yes yeah. well no no they have another one i want to say it's in oregon or something um some sort of building i'm yeah, maybe the, making... no nintendo's uh north american uh distribution warehouse is in uh -huh. a town called north bend which yeah. is about 20 um, minutes from yeah it's about office. 20 minutes from our work yeah, it's a really cute little town, actually. Um, I, the first time I went there, I went to the, because the, there's an outlet mall there, and I went to the outlet mall, and you're driving in, and like the outlet mall's to the left, and like right in front of us is North America, the Nintendo headquarters. I'm like, well, this is weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they took, they had those 10,000 masks at their North Bend headquarters, and they mm. donated them to um, essentially first responders in the North Bend area. So I don't know why, North Bend's not a big town. I don't know why they'd need 10,000 masks to be honest but i'm sure they'll do something with them you go um, through a lot of them or at least you're supposed to yeah yeah so i, I more i just wonder why the north bend i maybe maybe there's enough people there that they would actually need them i don't know um and then the witcher 3 uh developers um shoot what is the name project cd, project project CD red. red yeah red. CD project red um is donating a million dollars to help the coronavirus pandemic in uh Poland. So there's a Polish uh, nonprofit they donated a million dollars to to help fundraise for medical equipment and to support healthcare workers. So that's a, a million dollars they're donating. So, you know, like not, like I said, not great news, but it's better news. It's better coronavirus news than we've had like the last five weeks, right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, I actually got Patreon up. So we're going to break news to talk about Patreon because Woo. that's how it works sometimes. Uh, Patreon, you can help support this podcast by uh, donating between $1 and $10 a month to us if you go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Um, and 
if you're in the $10 tier, I read your name right now. So I will read your name right now. Your name, Alan Schulte, Austin Palmer, Brian Henniger, John Tippins, Kevin Schold, Megan Phillips, and Tom McDermott. Thank you all for supporting our podcast. We appreciate it muchly. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast if you would like to support us. Um, next up, we might be getting a bunch of Mario games. Um, some new ones and some old ones. So apparently it is Mario's 35th anniversary, which makes me feel old. old. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I don't know if that's the release of, because like Mario, that's gotta be for super, super Mario, Mario brothers, brothers. Right. Yeah. So because, then the NES release, because Mario is in donkey Kong. And I think that was the early eighties donkey Kong. And also, um, that Super Mario, like the arcade game, right? That was That's, before Super Mario Brothers. I think this is called Super Mario because I think the Brothers is the... Yeah, I don't remember. But I, my assumption is, yeah, yeah that this 35 yeah. would put me at about 7, which seems like NES range. Yeah. Probably NES yeah. in Japan range, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but in celebration of that, Nintendo is preparing for a big big blowout that uh, we'll see them releasing most of Super Mario's games over the last 35 years into the Switch catalog. So um, some of those already exist, obviously, like you can get, I think, Mario 1, 2, and 3 in the, even if, I don't know if it's on the e-store or if you have to have Nintendo it's, Online. But I they think exist. it's the Nintendo Online. Yeah. So those are there, but uh, VGC confirms that they're also going to put out Super Mario 64, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, three games which I have never played, so that'll be cool. Um, There's a new Paper Mario game that's going to be released this year, and um, one person that VGC talked to with plans on the inside, they probably have an uncle that works at Nintendo, I would guess, said that the releases were being treated as a special anniversary collection of games rather than just dropping on the eShop. So it sounds like you might be able to buy like Mario through the ages. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Super Mario all-stars kind of thing where you'll get all, you know, a bunch of games, uh, which is cool. Like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say I'm not Mario games are not my favorite games in the world. I love him as a character, but like, I would love to buy all of them at once for a good price so I could just like, play each one for a little bit and not feel bad. Yep. Yep. I would I would like to play Mario 64 again, but I kind of want them to like remake it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem too is like I I've never played Mario 64 and I would like to, but that game's not great to look at. Um I I would like to probably play Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy, and maybe those ones are a little bit better. Those will um, be a little bit better. Those are both uh, GameCube, I Cube. think. Cube, yeah. Um, they're also talking about, um, so the Mario game that came out on the Wii, um, which I don't remember what that's called. Um, Super Mario I Galaxy think, or the other one? No, I'm sorry, the Wii U, I apologize. Um, and they just released it on the Switch, um, Mario... Mario Maker? The 2D no, one or the 3D one? The 2D one. Um, New Super Mario Bros. Yes, New Super Mario Bros., which was just released on the Switch, is going to get a deluxe release on the Switch. So they just released it like, I don't know, four months ago, and apparently that's going to get a deluxe release this year as well. So I guess if you haven't bought that yet, maybe wait. Um, next up, were you excited about this, this, the Nintendo games? Cole, you got a real excited look on your face for a minute. 
No, I was reading Twitter and I can't really share. Excellent. So. Uh, so Ghost Recon Breakpoint has been in the news. Colby's a big fan. You've played it quite a bit and, and liked it. I, um, I did. It, nobody else did. Um, but it happens. It's fine. They had kind of pulled back on a lot of their uh, kind of season pass ideas and DLC ideas just to focus on the core game. And one thing that has come out of that is that anybody who has purchased the game, so let's say you were friends with Colby, which I am fortunate enough to be not just friends but brothers with, um, he could give me his friend pass and I could play. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's going to make me pay $30 for it to buy half the game. Um, and I didn't can... buy it at full price, so it's all profit <laughs> for me. I Colby's... got it as a gift. So, <laughs> so Colby's going to make $30. I am going to get to play co-op with Colby. So the way it works is anyone who owns a copy of the game will get a friend pass. They can give that friend pass to a presumable friend, and and they can play it 100% co-op. So that friend can't play it offline. They have to play it with the friend that owns it, but uh, they don't have to pay anything for it, which is pretty cool. Um yes. It's going to be available to anyone that owns the game on the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and the PC between now and June 16th. So I guess we've got about two and a half months for me to dig up 30 bucks and play it with Colby. Um, there's also, if you have not played this game at all, there is a free six-hour trial of that game available now. So if you've never played Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I really liked the first Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands. Um, and I mean, I guess this one has some things that people don't like, but I, I've never really heard anything definitive. I think it was just kind of like it wasn't different enough or it was too Ubisoft. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. To me, a lot of the complaints I heard were um, Endgame. Like, oh, sure. Kind of like, because there are raids and stuff in it. And I never planned on doing any of the raids or actually playing with anyone else. So it was just fine for me. But you're going to play with somebody else, right? No. Shoot. Anyway, six-hour free trial to give that game a go. See if you like it. Uh... So you know you know a little bit about this artifact news, Dylan? A little bit. I mean, I saw that they were actually like talked about it the other day, and now they actually announced something. So that's kind yeah. of what I know. Yeah. So artifact, if you recall, is the car CCG made by Valve um, with the help of the guy who made Magic: The Gathering. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, they released it. It did not do well at all. Um, and kind of like Breakpoint, they just said like, hey, just wait a while. We're going to come back with something. And I guess to their credit, they actually did. Every time I hear a company say like, no, no, hang on. We'll be back. You go like, will you? But I guess Valve probably has, I guess Valve has Valve money so they can, they can afford to do it. Um, and they are, they're coming back in what they're calling the Artifact Beta 2 Um, the biggest change is that the studio will no longer sell cards. And so I don't know what that means. Dylan, can you tell me? (laughs) Um, as card games go, it is a collectible card game. So you somehow have to acquire those. Um, many games do it like Hearthstone where you buy random packs of cards, which I kind of hate. Um, because you're trying to get a single card and you're spending more money than you probably would if you just wanted to buy that card. Artifact did it the opposite way. Like real life, when you go to a card shop and you want to buy a specific magic card, you can say, I will give you $5 and you will give me that magic card. So they actually had a market that you could buy the specific cards that other people had already acquired and are now selling on the market. 
using real money using real money which i and, loved because you could get everything you wanted for a completely reasonable price and so if i had a card that i sold for twenty dollars i could You'd, sell that to you i presume that valve took a cut i assume there's something on the back end happening there um i think it i think it, if i remember it's been two years yeah um i think yeah it would say i want to make this much money kind of thing oh, sure um because i did i believe i did sell a couple cards on there that i had duplicates of or whatever so and i think none of the prices were unreasonable but did you get cash or did you get like store credit i put it back into the game but i'm okay. pretty sure you just got steam credit uh, uh, sure. more or less so you could have if you pulled the because i did i opened the most expensive card right off the bat that was going nice. for like 35 dollars and then 25 dollars, and now obviously it's not worth anything <laughs> Four cents. Um, but i mean i what i did open that that expensive card which was, i mean that feels good because you're like oh that card actually has some value um so you could have sold that and then bought a game with it or something i believe um again this was two years ago but I liked that economy. I don't think anyone else did, um, sure. because it doesn't matter what you do, it's going to be the wrong choice. Yeah, um, that's, that's that's how games work, right? Right. So it's either. I mean, the trouble with a card game is you either give everyone all the cards, or you don't. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, you either have to give them loot boxes, essentially, or you have to like, give them an economy in which they can trade cards. Um, I prefer that entirely because that's kind of how the real world works and i don't want to buy a bunch of loot boxes to find what i want to build my deck sure and i think sure. part of the fun of a card game is in fact opening packs or building a deck so having the whole card pool i don't know it's i don't know <laughs> but we'll see because they're going to want to expand upon the game so they're going to want you to buy into expansion so they're going to get money yeah. somewhere anyway so yeah i don't know yeah. So apparently as part of this new initiative, um, Artifacts is going to have what they call a hero draft mode, which will allow players to construct their own decks, um, quote unquote, from them without all the pressure. I don't really know what that means. Um, apparently the game itself has changed out too. The perspective is a little more zoomed out so you can see this game has lanes, kind of like a MOBA. Um, so it's supposed to give you a little bit better view of that. Um, this is actually a totally separate game as well from the artifact itself so it's not like you're going to actually upgrade your artifact it's going to be that you will have a separate uh you can play artifact and artifact to beta at the same time um and it's it's uh it is beta so it's just going to start being pushed out to people eventually with a uh specifically choosing people that played the original game so that should be coming out soon um apparently that valve does have some ideas on how they'd like to sell things in games. My guess is hats. Can you put can you put a hat on a card? I well there's these little minions that run around and then Sweet, they so have, you can put a like, minion on a hat. See, I hate Wait, that. Like the minion. thing is like I I see that that's probably where it's going because to me everything that I read when these changes are happening it, it's people complaining the game was too hard. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's people we're used to then, Hearthstone because it's such a simple, easy game that you can master and play at a really high level. But at its core, it's very simple. This yeah. is a fairly complex strategy card game, and people didn't like that. And they're changing the game based upon that, which they probably have to because there wasn't enough players. But ultimately, yeah. they're just they're just they're making thought, Hearthstone. They're, they're nerfing the game. 
yeah. that's just all they're doing, which is fine. It might still be great. It might be better. Um, I thought the game was completely fine the way it was. Yeah. Um, so either way, when you get your beta code, you are obligated to. Oh, uh, totally. To I try it. Totally try it. That's <laughs> good man. Good man. Uh, next up, uh, Gloomhaven. Which, if you do not recall, we've talked about it a couple of times. Dylan has it. I have it. It's a uh, forty-pound box. God, I believe it's actually is, twenty-eight pounds or something. It is so big. Um, it's a like, like probably the easiest way to describe it is like it's a board game version of D and D. Um, essentially, yeah, pretty it gives much. You, it's gives a you big dungeon scenarios. crawl, but yeah. it's a campaign, so you can yeah. play through a story from low level getting attacked by bandits, I assume, all the way through big boss fights. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because it's not... Like, it has rules based around on how characters move. So you don't have to have a DM, really, um, because you don't need someone to be judging whether things worked or not. It's all based on cards and modifiers to cards. So... Um, it's interesting. I've, I've actually only played one scenario in it, but I'm going to play a second scenario on it tonight. So Gloomhaven is cool. And I guess to give you an idea of what it costs, it's, I think I paid a little over a hundred dollars for yeah. it. You paid, I've seen it as cheap as like 80. Yeah. I think I um, got a, a decent deal on it, but yeah, it retails but for like 140, 150. Yeah, yeah. 140, 150. So big game. And I mean, the, just the default box that comes with 99 scenarios. So it's a game that you can play for a very, very, very long time. I mean, each scenario probably takes an hour and a yeah. half. It's a, it's so, probably a hundred hour board game. Yeah. Easy. If you play, um, it. Lots of fun. Anyway, moral of the story, the sequel to it, which is another giant 40-pound box, it was launched, I'm going to say today or yesterday on yesterday. Kickstarter. It was looking to raise half a million dollars, and as of uh, three or four hours ago, it had already raised $5.3 million. Yeah, it's at so, 5.5, a little over 5.5 right now. So yeah, they so have 11, made, they've 11 tupled their, their uh, goal in a day. So. Is eleven tuppled a real word, Dylan? I don't know, but it sounds I it sounds it. right. I love it. It's great. Anyway, um, so if you've played Gloomhaven and you somehow have missed the fact that this new game Frosthaven exists, um, and you like it, now's probably a pretty good time to get in because for a hundred bucks plus shipping, you can get um, a copy of Frosthaven. And one of the big problems with Gloomhaven when it came out was that it was just almost impossible to get. It sold out everywhere. Yeah, so it's very popular. Yeah, this is a, a good way to make sure you get a copy of that. Yeah. Um and you it, it only costs you a hundred bucks if you Yeah, exactly. If you're plus shipping. I can't imagine how much it costs to ship that game. Yeah, I literally cannot that's imagine. True. Um, the cool thing about it, though, is if you have a character that you've been playing through Gloomhaven or any of its expansion, expansions with, you can take them straight into Frosthaven and play with them there. And you can also take characters from Frosthaven and move them back into Gloomhaven. So yeah. it uh, it kind of is interoperable with uh, the original. So Gloomhaven's cool. Uh, there is, you know, if, if you want to pull this back to 100% being about video games, there is a Gloomhaven video game as yeah, well. Yeah, and I recommend if this is something at all that interests you and you have the $20 or see if it's on sale at some point, pick up the game on Steam because it's a perfect representation of how the game plays mechanically. It's they have I don't think they've added the adventure mode in yet, so you kind of just play 
um, a kind of like random, you go to a dungeon, fight some things, choose something to go on the map. So you're kind of just like going around a map doing dungeons, but it, it'll teach you how the game plays mechanically and, and does that really well. And I think it ultimately helped me understand the game better just because I could easier trial and error to do things and the game would tell me, no, that's actually not how it works or that is how yeah. it works. And of course, some I, of the things I think they augmented a little bit because they work better digitally a certain way. But for the most part, it is like one-to-one. I I will be completely honest. If I could... I Like, the board game's fine, um, but it's huge and there's a million pieces. I would love just to be able to play the board game digitally, where oh, yeah. literally you just played the scenario where you could say, I want to play scenario two, I'm this character, I have this much stuff, go, and then it would do everything automatically for me. I would love to be able to do that. So, yeah. Have you played, have you used Gloomhaven Helper at all? I've not. It's very cool. It uh, eliminates about a third of the things that you need to actually physically have. So it keeps track of your, track of your character. It keeps track of their help, health. Um, you can say which scenario you're playing. It'll actually bring in those enemies and let you keep track of um, their health too. So you get rid of all of the little envelopes with bad guy stuff on it. It lets you keep track of um, all of the things, that are, like all your afflictions. It keeps track of your rounds for you and it's free. So just mm-hmm. search for Gloomhaven Helper. It's very cool. And you can, if you have a, laptop you can cast it to your tv if you have a, a chromecast so check that but it's on the it, like they have an ipad version and all that kind of stuff too so um those cost money the web version's free anyway that's enough about board games for today um e3 like you might have heard that it got canceled because we talked about it repeatedly um and i think at the time we kind of wondered whether or not companies would still do e3 things even though they weren't going to be at E3. And apparently the answer for Bethesda is no. So the based on a tweet, I think, today, because that's the world we live in where you release news via Twitter, uh, the Fallout and Elder Scroll publisher announced today that it will not host a June live stream due to, quote-unquote, many challenges <laughs> the company faces now amid the coronavirus crisis. So no new Bethesda news this year, which means that we probably won't hear anything new about... Um, Shoot, what's their star game called? Starlink, Star something, Starville. Probably not Starlink. I want <laughs> I want it to be game. called I want it to be called Starville. Starfield. 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 Star Valley. <laughs> Starlight, Starbright. Star Starfield. Um, so we haven't heard anything about that for a little while. We probably won't hear anything about that for a while longer, uh, which also means we will not be hearing anything about Elder Scrolls 6, which is what I actually care about. So Elder- I heard Elder Scrolls Blade is coming to Switch. I thought it already had. No, it's coming to. I don't know what kind of game it is, so. Kind of weird. Like, it's a mobile game. It's kind of strange. It's not bad. It's just strange. Um, It probably would work well on the Switch, so we'll see. Uh, So, presumably, you're at least partially stuck at home. You're probably not going out as much as you used to or would like to. I'm partying all day the time colby's been on a beach in florida nothing here is is something going on no no you're absolutely fine so i don't know if it was true or not um but i saw it on twitter yesterday which is almost as good as being true and someone in a disney world um annual pass holder group got an email that their their 
vacation they'd scheduled in like June had been canceled and they went into the group. They're like, Hey, Disney just canceled my, my vacation. Like, does anyone know why did anyone else get their thing canceled? And like, I hope it was fake, but also people are really dumb. So it absolutely could have been real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my Disney world vacation got canceled, but I'd be leaving on Friday. I'm very sorry. That's like the saddest thing I've ever heard, Dylan. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So we don't get to go until November, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. We'll go together, Dylan. I'll go with you. It'll be fun. Are you saying my birthday? That would be kind of fun if (laughs) if we ended up having to reschedule at a time where other people ended up rescheduling. Me and you and Hans can all go. It'll be great. That would Um, would make it all better. Right? And no, your birthday is going to suck, Colby. I think what I've heard, the coronavirus is literally going to peak like the week of your birthday. <laughs> Sorry. Bummer. May I mean, is I guess I just won't do anything like I normally do. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, anyway, get back to where we were. If you had forgotten that Steam has a function called Let's Play Together, uh, or I'm sorry, it's actually Remote Play Together. Man, they should have called it Let's Play Together. That's way better. Uh, remote Play Together is a feature that allows you to play any local multi- multiplayer, local co-op, or split-screen shared game across the internet with a person who does not own that game. So if you want to play, say... Um, Gang Beast. Gang Beast. Uh, let's, let's say that Gang Beast did not have online multiplayer which it does but let's say it didn't you can then play that game with someone else that does not own a copy of that game up to f- i i've actually think it's actually up to more than four persons so if you have a game like say um oh, what's that black game black hornet black uh killer queen black killer queen black <laughs> Um, I don't think that does actually have We're getting into play. real dangerous territory know, there, Clay. Right? right? Um, that, or the other game we played at uh, Extra Life this year, CD Run. Um, you can play those games with more than four players versus via this uh, remote play together. So just as a reminder, that exists. Um, Valve is actually encouraging developers to enable that for single player games too. So you could do the literal, like I'm playing a single player game and pass the controller back and forth. Like Colby and I used to play um, trials that way, the motorcycle game where I'd play a level and not be able to beat it. And so I'd hand it to Colby and he'd play a level and maybe beat it. And then he'd hand it back to me and we'd play a level. It was a lot of fun. So that is, but I would even say like, it'd be just be able to cool to be able to play um, like, the telltale games that way with uh, someone in another place or I don't know, the Jackbox games would work very well via it. So it's uh just don't forget that that exists because they haven't talked about it pretty much since it launched in November and I hear it works pretty well. So there is that. Uh, I think we kind of buried the lead when I talked about this during the intro, but Minecraft dungeons has officially been pushed back. It's coming out on Nintendo switch places for Xbox one and Xbox game pass. It was originally supposed to be in April question mark. Um, but now it is coming out May 26th. Um, interestingly, like the reason that all these games are getting pushed back is not necessarily because people are working from home. Um, it's not that that's like less efficient. It's that the way licensing for Xbox developer kits or PlayStation developer developer kits works is that they're required to stay at the studio. So when you want to 
make a game, you buy an Xbox development kit. And it looks kind of like a regular Xbox, but it's got a couple more bells and whistles. And it lets you run development code on it. And those are required to stay at a studio location. And now people can't come to studio locations. So QA is apparently the thing that's holding up a lot of video game releases right now. Interesting I, I will also say that if you um, pre-ordered Final Fantasy VII, the like physical copy may not get it. Really? Yeah, apparently there's been kind of rumors and whatnot that uh, those are... And I, by rumors, I think they've actually, the Square Enix has said that they may not be able to get all of those out that they needed to. Whoops. There's a supply problem. Um, um, oddly enough, on the flip side of that, apparently people in Europe and uh, Australia are breaking the street date on that game. Um, sure. Apparently it's relatively available in those countries. So I guess if you live in one of those, and you haven't picked up your copy yet, call and see what, what you can do. Um, but I mean, that's going to be a problem too, like... Um, Software or not software sector. GameStop here is open, but like um, game, well, they're essential. The, of course, they're so, they're so essential. Have you heard how they're doing drop uh, like pickup orders now? I don't know. The last I heard is that the managers were saying like, uh, yeah, just use bags as uh, gloves. So literally, what they do is they take a yeah, yeah, a yeah. bag and put it over their hand, reach out the door to get the customer's credit card. And then come back in with their credit card, swipe it, and then pull the bag back over their arm like their credit card's like dog poop that you're picking up. And then put the game in the bag with a credit card and then hand them the bag. I'm like, I, I'm going to say, still shockingly, somehow better than my company's handling it. Yeah. So here yeah. we are. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I literally don't know. But I think like Game, the UK video game real retailer, actually just closed all their stores so if you yeah. pre-ordered a game you're I, screwed i would guess that i mean in the next couple months if you pre-ordered a game or you are a physical only person you may start running into problems mm -hmm. where the supply lines are going to be bad not not great yep yeah so I, buy I, digital exactly now's a good time to to buy digital i know people like their physical games it's not for me but um maybe you know maybe just don't um, anyway, Microsoft, God, I keep saying Microsoft Dungeons because that's what I wrote in my show notes. Minecraft Dungeons looks They're fun. owned by Microsoft. It's the same so. thing. Minecraft Microsoft Dungeons is coming out May 26. Looks like a, actually a pretty fun game. So keep an eye on that free on Game Pass. Um, update from last week. You know how we were talking about why the Xbox Series X uses batteries instead of a battery pack? Yes. This is yeah. when someone else on this podcast says Yes. I I was replying to your wife, Cliff. Oh, well, that's a mistake. Shoot, she can hear that. Um so we I think we kind of talked about it like why why would they do that? And apparently the answer is is when they quiz Xbox owners as to which they like, the answer is nearly 50/50. There are 50% of people that really like a controller that runs on batteries and there are 50% that really like a battery pack. I uh, did I give my uh thoughts on this? I think we did talk about it, but please do give them again. Like, I mean, the thing is, is both of my, well, I mean, I've got the Elite controller that has a battery in it, but, like, all my other controllers just have battery packs in them yeah. that I can charge. So, like, if all of a sudden I'm like, ah, crap, I forgot to charge this for a week and a half, and now it's dead, I can just throw batteries in that, yeah. which is nice. And that's exactly the argument for it, is that people yeah. who like batteries can just use batteries, and people that want a battery pack can spend an extra, I mean, I have... 
I have four of the, well, I have two of the Xbox controller chargers because I have a lot of Xbox controllers. Um, I think I paid like $15 each for them. So yeah. for 30 bucks, I got four battery packs and two charging stations and yeah. we're good to go. And, and like, I think the thing is, is for people who play games a lot, it's probably not an issue, but think about the people who don't. I yep. mean, when's the last time you picked up your PlayStation four and went like, Ah, crap, now i got to charge the, the thing, too. That's the exact problem I have with my PlayStation 4 and my um, Pro Controller, my Switch Pro Controller, is that every time I go to use them, they're dead. Um, and now I actually that... bought charging stations for both of those, too, so it's not a problem any longer. But before I did that, they were dead all the time. That was a huge problem for me when I was playing my PSVR more, mm -hmm. is that you have to have your controller charged and the two... I don't know, I'm landing Move in aircraft yeah. things charge as well. And if you forget to charge those controllers, all of a sudden you're like, well, crap, now I need to free up like three yep. things to charge this and have to wait for them to charge. I wish those took batteries. Yeah, yeah. no, and I, I, I think this is, like it seems weird, but I think it actually is kind of the best of both worlds, um, especially yeah. if you're going to ship. Like if if the plan had been like the the Xbox Elite controller ships with its own charging cradle, and if you're going to do that, great, then you've solved the problem. But if you're not going to do that, then I think that having batteries and a optional battery pack probably actually makes the most sense. So, um, although it does kind of, and I understand that the answer is cost, but it would be really yeah. nice if what they did instead was shipped you. A controller a with battery a battery pack. pack. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is I think the, I think it was the day one Xbox, like uh, Xbox One. So day one, 2013 one, yeah. actually did ship with one. Interesting, because um, I, I, it was, I think it was that one that I got actually had a battery. Uh, like a rechargeable one in there. Nice. They're not expensive though. They're really no. not. Uh, cool. Well, we are to the question and answer part of our podcast. In which case we need Dylan to, to do some stuff. Hey, yo, Vin. What's the matter with you? Why are you playing Animal Crossing so much? God, Vinny, for a dude who's never played Animal Crossing before, is in deep. Like he's... Can, can I just ask a real quick Animal Crossing? What, what do you do? Because I played for like three hours today and I kind of ran out of stuff to do. You come back tomorrow, Cole. How? Well, I mean, yeah, but like, so I play three hours and then just play another game until tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I think that's well. the magic of the game is it always sets you up to do something tomorrow because but it, you, you, you pay for a bridge, but it's not going to be built till tomorrow. And then when it's built tomorrow, you can build some stairs up your cliff. How long did those little still, 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 the to jump over rivers? Yeah. How do those Sorry, last? I I heard a glitch for a second. So yeah, you broke up real bad there for oh. a minute, Cole. How long did this little stilt? How much do the? How long did those last? The vaulting pole. Yeah. Uh, my vaulting pole has never broke. Okay, I just want to make sure. I've been because... wondering the same thing if the vaulting pole. <laughs> I really am just like, I jump over and I land on the other side and it breaks. I'm like, well, now what do I do if I don't have one? Right. <laughs> I don't think the vaulting pole breaks as okay. far as I know. You live over there now, Colin. Because <laughs> like mine would have at least broke once by now, I assume. <laughs> anyway, Perfect. on to Vinny. 
Perfect. Vinny wants to know, what games do you play that you feel would benefit from seasonal events that don't do it currently? He's currently doing the bunny event for Animal Crossing, and it's phenomenal. So two questions here uh, before we get into this. What is the bunny event? (laughs) So it's bunny day. Yeah. There's hidden eggs all over the island. Interesting. Six different kinds, I think. Yep. There's six different kinds of of eggs to find. So you'll be able to turn those eggs into... And there's also special DIY recipes to build things. So it's like Easter, but yeah. Yeah. but Bunny Day because it's less offensive. Hmm. Interesting. I assume works for me. Absolutely works for me. Um. Yeah. So what games <laughs> would I? <laughs> I just I would. Just, why don't you call it Easter? Um. Spring Bunny Day just seems weird. Um, what games Why would do I we like? Not call Easter Bunny Day, Cliff. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what games would I like to have seasonal events that don't already? Um, I, I think the thing is, is for the most part, I think a lot of games actually kind of benefit from them. I always enjoy them. Um, they're never something that I like log in to do. But I always enjoy them when they're there. Like uh, Destiny had quite a few of them. And I, I never, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, crap, it's April. I better log into Destiny to see what they're doing for Easter. Right. But if I was playing and they're like, oh, hey, you can get a special mask or whatever because it's Easter. I always did that. Yeah. I would even like, like, I didn't really like the events that much in um, my time at Porsche. I actually really disliked them for the most part, but you kind of had to do them, which I didn't like. Like it, those it was, are different, though. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy this. But what I really liked about my time at Porsche was seasons. I, like I, was I really liked having seasons. Like I think Destiny would be so much fun if Destiny had like if all the planets had seasonal cycle cycles. Where if you went to Mars one time, I mean, I know Mars doesn't have seasons but let's pretend that mars has seasons i think it'd be really cool if you went there and hey sometime it had snow and sometime it had weather and i think that would be a cool thing you could add to almost any game i absolutely love red dead it's probably my favorite game ever and i one thing that i wish red dead had is seasonal weather yeah because you go through seasons Mm mm-hmm um, like it would have been really cool to be able to go to the mountains. And I mean, I know that, I mean, even though the mountains in the summer shouldn't have had snow, well, you know, depends on how high they were. Yeah. But I mean, even, even in Utah where there are some very tall mountains, like most of those don't have snow at the, the you know, unless you go to the very peak. So, yeah. you know, like well, I'm Mount Rainier has yeah. snow year round, but yeah. only above 12,000 feet. So, um, really? like I think, yeah. Above 12,000. Maybe 13,000. Yeah. Um, I guess it's not as hot up there as it is here. No, no. Um, but, like, I would love more weather. But, you know, like, on the flip side, like, I loved seasonal events in Rocket League, too. Like, mm-hmm. I would definitely log in uh, in Rocket League to get yeah. seasonal stuff. So, I mean, I think the problem is, is, like, I don't play I don't play a lot of games that are... I don't play a lot of game of service games that you're um, going to be playing for that I'm going to be playing through yeah. seasons. So it's not necessarily that, but at the same time, like I think it's fun when games like, did you ever play um, death road to Canada? No, it's a, it's kind of a fun pixely kind of like, yeah. it's a zombie apocalypse and you have to get from like Florida to Canada. 
and it's you know you have to get gas for your car and you have to you know get companions it's kind of like over over land or whatever but it's you know it's, it's that kind of overcooked it's just like overcooked it's one of those games where you know you start out and you have to get gas and you have to keep people from dying and you have to not get eaten by zombies kind of game and get to canada and that <coughs> excuse me that game on Christmas Day and only on Christmas Day, one of your companions could be Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's a fun idea for a game that you can play anytime but has seasonal content as well. So I think I think there's a lot of opportunities for it. Um, I mean, even, like, any game, I think it would be, like, if I'm playing Doom and if I'm playing it on Christmas, they all have Santa hats. Like, that's kind of fun. Like, today, yeah. Overwatch did googly eyes for everyone. It's April Fool's. So all the all the characters had googly eyes. You know, like, that kind of thing is fun. And I think adds a little bit of extra whatever to a game and probably would get me to go in and play it. So, I don't know. Any other thoughts? Add seasons. Add seasonal things. Yeah. Just across the board, I, God, can you imagine the developers right now? They're like, we're not adding snow to everything, uh-huh. you jackasses. But like, I, I think one of the things, um, again, going back to Red Dead, is that I played the first Red Dead right after I got done with Red Dead 2. Or right before I started Red Dead 2. Maybe it was after, I don't know. Um, and in the first Red Dead, there is so much more like rain and thunderstorms than there were yeah. in, in the second one. And... I think those in, in open world games, especially, I think that really adds to it. Um, yeah. Like in, I remember in Grand Theft Auto five online when it snowed and the yeah. cars handled God, that differently. Was awesome. Yeah. I forgot like, about that. That was super cool. If you could add things like that to games, I think it just makes, it makes the experience a lot better. It's one of those things too, that you wonder if yeah, we talk about this, often is what are you going to use the improved processing Mm -hmm. power of a system for? And so like, I would love to see if someone could take, Hey, we built grand theft auto. We, we made this game and everything has models and everything's 3d. Can we procedurally add snow to it? Can we, you know, but I also, I really like games that have weather. I think Mm -hmm. weather is cool. And usually when you get weather, you just get rain, but I would love to have games that have, you know, a springtime where you get more flowers um, and maybe it rains more in the spring or, you know, in the summer, like it's hot or m- maybe there's tornadoes. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I was just going to say like Grand Theft Auto, the tornadoes could go through the trailer parks and right. There's, there's a lot of rebuild. cool things. There's a lot of cool things you could do. And I think that advanced, more advanced processing power might get us there in the future. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, Megan wants to know what game are you looking forward to playing the most this month? Um, if you've listened to our April video game release podcast, the answer is there's nothing coming out this month. Minecraft so, like, Dungeon. Yeah, uh, Minecraft aww. Dungeon was the one I was going to play this month, and it is not getting put out. So not that. Um, I'm actually, like, of games coming out this month, a total, totally reliable delivery service came out today, and it's a like a four-player couch co op overcooked kind of game. And I actually have four people living in my house right now, which I normally don't. And so I'm kind of excited to try that one out. It's kind of, it's just one of those goofy, fun, bad physics um, games based around delivery. So essentially, I'm Eddie, our FedEx friend. Um, if he probably had like one leg broken, so he can't move very well. Ooh, I let's guess. break his leg. We should not break Eddie's leg. He is, he is a frontline hero. Um, from what I understand, he's, he's making sure that so, all so the things I, I order I off salute Am- you, Eddie. <laughs> he's making sure that all the crap I order off Amazon makes it to me 
theoretically if I lived on the East Coast. So uh, I think that's what I'm, I'm excited about to play. Um, I'm also... I'm kind of... So Hob came out um, on... They have a game store, and I already own it. Dylan actually bought it for me for my birthday a year ago. And I've played a little bit of it, but I want to get back and play it again. So maybe I'll play some Hob, too. I was going to play Calve. Calve. Yeah, it's good. Um, I don't know. Like the way my video gaming is going this year, I'll probably pick up one of the other Sword Art Online games. Um, <laughs> I, I, my, my video gaming this year has been like, I don't know, what's new on Game Pass? Yeah, I also want to play Ace Combat 6 or 7 just dropped. I want to yeah. play that too. I, uh, I, I bought... Um, oh, I cannot think of the name of that right now. Tales of Asperia, the definitive oh, nice. edition last month. I might do that soonish uh, did you I ever bought, play go ahead about donut country and oh. night in the woods too so i oh did you buy was, night in the woods yeah they were both on a pretty decent sale they were like 60 percent off both of them on I, switch on the switch i yeah. almost bought you night in the woods because i really 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 desperately want you to play it um, i want i the kind of crappy thing is i went in to buy something else that day and it was like oh yeah it'll be on sale through the 29th Apparently, what they mean by that is when the 29th hit, the sale ends. Oh. Because I, I went in to buy something on the 29th, and it was an on-sale. Oh, it was uh, 88, 88 Heroes? Oh, sure. Is that the yeah. name? Because yeah, I really I want so. to play that, but it's 30 bucks, and I don't really want to spend 30 bucks. It was on sale for yeah. 8 and I went Let me know how it. you like Donut County, because I've almost bought that a handful of times. Did I call really it Donut fun. Falls? I think you said oh, okay. Donut Country, actually. No. I, I think it's Donut County. But. I like Donuts. Yeah, me. God, I I bought Raccoons. some donuts a couple days ago from Legendary Donuts, and they're amazing. They're so good. Um, did you ever play Near Automata? I did not. Autonoma? That's Autonoma. coming to Xbox in the oh, next nice. day or two. So on, like, on Game Pass. On Game Pass. Okay. Yeah. So you might want to check that out too. Uh, Dylan, what are you going to play this month? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> that's that's all you play now from now on. Hey, pretty much. No, you. Of, it's it's kind of weird, like this whole lifestyle right now. So yes. Animal Crossing fits into that very well. Absolutely. I can see that. Nintendo um, playing this well. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, uh, your wife, you actually bought her her own Switch, so you don't yes. have to share an island, right? Correct. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. Yes, for that purpose. I mean. <laughs> I and that. there's no way that you can have two people in one house like sharing a device trying to play this game because of the addiction. <laughs> Like you're crazy oh. if you think you're gonna share this game. So you need it. your own game. Perfect. Uh, uh, next question, Benjamin C, a good friend of ours that used to work with us and now works at a station in Ohio. I'm gonna say or Iowa, somewhere in the Midwest. Can I call uh, him Benny C? You can uh, maybe. You'll have to ask him. I'll be honest. Uh, hey, my roommate's home. Um, <laughs> ben uh, asks, do any of you plan to platinum? Uh, or fill up your gamer cards. I don't. I don't know what that means. That must be a, another thing. For, for yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I for the Final Fantasy VII remake. So I think a better question is: Is anyone planning on playing the Final Fantasy VII remake? Absolutely not. <laughs> nope, I'm not planning it. Like I, Final is, Fantasy VII is fine. Is it coming to Xbox ever? Nope. Uh, eventually next year, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, I think I they have a one-year exclusive. I might play it then. 
maybe like if it comes when it to hits game, game pass <laughs> yeah i think the problem i have with final fantasy 7 is not that i don't want to play it necessarily because i'm interested to see what they've done with it but i'm not interested in playing 60 hours of final fantasy 7 part one like this is yeah, not all true. of final fantasy 7 like they've taken a game that used to take 70 hours to beat and they've made it so part one takes 60 hours Have to beat. They? And, yeah like I hear you barely leave the city in this one. So but I mean like how many how many things are they gonna break this up into then? Because that my was guess a, is it two or not three enough. As well yeah, as but that, if if it's two or three, then that's not enough. If you barely know, leave the city. Like that was a I've, three or four disc game originally. Yeah. So I cannot imagine that this first one is going to be sixty hours. That's what I've heard. So I don't know. And maybe it's more cutscenes than it used to have. I, I we'll have so to see, I guess. Question. Yeah. Have they paid for all of this or have they paid for the first one? Who? Square. Oh, like has like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Are they, when this comes to, the are we going to wait one, another 10 years for part two? Well, my thing is, is if this doesn't sell, what we'll if the, that's yeah. not a good thing to that's not a good question call <laughs> i mean like just based on final fantasies of the past like 15 sold really well but 15 was their last hope for keeping final fantasy as an actual like franchise I think there's a lot of people very excited about this i think there are a lot of people in this world who final fantasy 7 is there oh yeah favorite game so <laughs> what was that <laughs> well if you hadn't spoiled it i was gonna say i you just filled in real well while i sneezed and, and muted myself but oh did you thanks. mute yourself because it I didn't did. seem like you did and so it just looked like you went and bit your arm <laughs> oh i have pizzas getting cooked in five minutes so anyway yeah no i who knows? I don't know. I think making an episodic Final Fantasy VII is ridiculous, but I, nobody asked me. It took him I mean, 10 like, years to get to here, yeah. so whatever. I I would like to play this, but I will honestly probably just wait for it to come to Xbox. Abs and well, I don't want to play a 60-hour game using a PlayStation controller, flat out. Yeah. I don't want to so. undust my PS4 and actually hook it up, so... With all of the games, all of the these games, the Final Fantasy games coming to Game Pass, I would not be shocked at all if it's exclusive on the PlayStation Four for a year, and then they bring it to Game Pass on the Xbox. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, I don't really platinum games. I've platinum like two games my entire life. So I have never platinumed a game on the PlayStation, and I rarely do it on the Xbox. So. Did you beat Riverbond? Nope, only played the first level. Yeah. It's a good game though. No, yeah, because the River Bond is really Xbox, so. River Bond's really easy to hundred percent because oh. it literally it's just every level gives you an achievement, and if you oh. beat all of them, you get all the achievements. Yeah, no, I'm not like I think achievements are fun, and when I beat a game, I will often like see if I'm close to any of them if I liked it and mm -hmm. go back in and do it. But I I've yeah. never like I'm not an achievement hunter. I'm not a platinum hunter. It's not my not my thing. Um, are you playing it, Dylan? No, no. You're you're playing. I you're like playing the idea of it, Game Pass I'm or Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, Kim Cruz wants to know: Is there a dream guest you guys wish to have on the podcast? My dream guest was Colby. That's a Aww. lie. And you got it. 
That's a lie. Yes, I have two uh, personally. Uh, one is Austin Winnery. He's my favorite composer. Um, and I've heard him on uh, podcasts before, and he's very well spoken. Um, my other is, ah, crap, his name just dropped out of my head. The dude who did Gone Home. Um, Ted. Uh, shoot, he is the owner of Fulbright. I cannot remember his name. This is this is a terrible story. Ted when I can't Fulbright. Remember. Steve. Steve Gaynor, um, who I've heard on multiple podcasts and he's a absolutely fantastic guest. He like, he's just an absolutely incredible guest, but he also made gone home and Tacoma, which are two of my favorite games. So I would love to be able to talk to him about, um, about those games. I actually reached out to him when Tacoma was coming out and he never wrote back. So did that hurt your feelings a bit? It, it did not because he's, I mean, I, if if I reached out to me, I would probably ignore me as well. But he just lives in Portland; like he's just so close. We could be friends. Um, Adam, maybe you did... should maybe you shouldn't have put that in your email, <laughs> dear Steve. Um, Adam did. I interview... wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left. My... <laughs> uh, Adam actually interviewed uh, another person that works for Fulbright, though. So I'm like one degree of separation away from meeting Steve Gaynor. So those are the two people I would like to have as a guest. How about? Uh, how how about you, Dylan? Anyone you'd like to meet? Uh, Yoshi, maybe. <laughs> Yoshi doesn't talk, Dylan. That's fine. It'll, it'll be good TV. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's absolutely not. Turns out and eats you. Poops and eggs. It's great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we'll we'll uh, live stream that one where you get to interview Yoshi. How about you, Cole? Who would you like to? Who would you I like somehow to completely with? misread this um, this question and i don't know how since it's only like 11 words (laughs) but uh, i misread it is is there a podcast host you would like to guest again i don't know how i misread that english so you want to be on someone else's podcast no no i i that's not how i read it i is there like a podcast host you wish you like could have guest ah sure who was yours Oh, I I don't know. Like I'm like I, I can't think of anyone I listen to that plays video games. Like I mean that isn't already on a video game podcast. We could have Robert Evans on this podcast. That's what I that, like. Yeah, Robert <laughs> Evans, Billy Wayne. I Davis. don't know what he would bring to this. Oh, Billy machetes. Wayne machetes. Uh, Do you think our podcast needs more machetes and bolt cutters? Not. Probably. Angle right. grinders are the new things Angle. now. <laughs> That's what I hear. Um, okay, so on the fly, is there someone you'd like to interview? It can be a. I'd I like mean, to ask. Maybe we like get Randy I can, Pitchford on here. We could talk I think about it would be interesting. I can actually answer that with the question I misheard and sure. like in a thing. Um, any of the like main people from Video Game Apocalypse, I think, yeah. would be interesting because most of them either currently work in the, you know, video game industry or have worked and you know so i think that'd be kind of interesting sure yeah no i get behind that uh what was your other answer i don't, I don't know you said, <laughs> you, could answer, you said it could answer it both ways no, that's what i'm saying that that, oh, that would answer oh, it. people uh, who sorry. that yeah i'm slow ma'am i'm super slow it's okay i don't uh, know one of the the people i listened to on a podcast said that they would guest on any podcast as long we as cannot have anyone from Chapo Chapo on this pod. No, oh, no, no, no. He's uh, it was eat, eat the rich. The rich. Yeah, we Chris cannot have anyone from eat the rich. That. 
<laughs> How no, good are you I, at bleeping things? I love that podcast, but he cannot come. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, Mansox, uh, good friend Hans, wants to know, what is your go-to food during your hashtag stay at home time? Um, do you have any? I, I saw what Colby's wife brought home from the store the other day, and the answer was everything. Um, well, my first apparently is booze. Who would have guessed? Um, <laughs> but I have, for about the past week, managed to go through a box or bag of cookies a day. There's so nothing wrong with that. Maybe cookies. Cookies and Fireball is, I guess, my go-to food now. Yeah, I think that is the perfect way to deal with an apocalypse, I'll be honest. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I see of... all these people, like, you should be working out and, you know, like, getting outside. I'm like, or... <laughs> um, a friend of mine that uh, I work with told me the other day that she has been eating a pint of ice cream every day. <laughs> and I think, I think in her case, that might just have replaced meals <laughs> where she just sits down and slowly eats through a pint of ice cream every day, which... I said that was fine. I think that that's, you know, we all deal with things our own way. Yeah. I've given yeah. up on vegetables because yeah. those go bad. You know, it yeah. doesn't things that you can freeze fireball and cookies. You know that they make vegetables that are frozen, right? Yeah. But our freezer was really full with like cookies food and not side dishes. You've got to keep your fireball cold. No, no. I've got ice cubes. <laughs> Um, I made a, and like, I am also the person who just said that I went and got donuts a couple days ago. So, um, I am the, the person who made a very poor decision about six weeks ago to my work sponsors, like a, uh, like kind of a healthy eating diet program thing. And I was like, Hey, that seems like something I should do. And then the apocalypse kicked in like three weeks later. It was a terrible idea so the answer to mine is i'm trying not to eat anything and it's going okay but not great because i went and bought a dozen donuts three days ago so it's going all right i mentioned that the caramel coconut oreos are really good yeah you did um like the good news is is i can't go to a store really i mean i can but i'm trying not to the um bad news is is my wife works at one i know so God, it's if super easy i tell for you me man. just to go hey grab some cookies since you're already putting your life in danger why not if if i or my wife worked at a grocery store i would be even fatter than i already am and that's saying a lot well it's it's kind of like i'm like oh, i i feel bad we're spending all this money on crap she's like oh no actually we're saving money because we're not eating out i'm like mm, yeah okay buy more cookies yeah. i guess it's good it's good dylan what's your uh your go-to stay-at-home snack um i don't know about snack i'm not a snack person really i'm an eat food person um, but the food game around here has gone up astronomically <laughs> because you don't drive yeah. Therefore, you have time to cook. True. Um, like you don't get up and shower necessarily and do all your morning stuff before you drive to the office. So you just for those keeping track, I'm still breakfast. getting up and showering. Well, yeah, I mean, but that can fit, <laughs> I can do that after breakfast. Like I'm True. not I can take my 15 and jump in the shower. Right. Sure. So it's like your day is very different. So like you get a lot of more breakfast and we had steak for lunch the other day. And, nice. Um, I made Swedish meatballs for dinner and um, 
I don't know all the things really. The food game around here is not better than it used to be. It might be worse. I'll be honest. <laughs> for for so, those right. keeping track, my alarm for tomorrow is set at four twenty-five. Oh, yeah. Oof. Well, a lot of hash browns. Have fun um, at work, Cole. My my kid has decided that I don't know. She only will eat two things, and it is eggs with orange cheese and yes. hash brown patties. That you know, if you have to pick two things to eat, those are not two bad things to eat. I love both of those things. Do you know how many eggs and hash brown patties I've made myself this like week? Yeah, those things are both good. I like They're both of those things a lot. Yeah, I actually, I will say the one thing that I have had a very hard time not getting every day. Um, there's a taco truck near my house um, that has incredible breakfast burritos. They're not quite Beto's breakfast burritos, but they are very what close. Is? Nothing, nothing is, but they're very close and they are like a three minute drive from my house and it has been a struggle not to go there every day for lunch. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to limit myself to once a week and it is hard and they are great. So don't limit yourself. <sighs> achieve what you want to. Yeah. Well, what do I want to do, what do I want to achieve Dylan is less of me and breakfast burritos every day are not going to help. It sounds like you want to achieve eating breakfast burritos every day. Like, I, I'll, it, I'll be honest. Eating breakfast burritos would be a way easier achievement. Would you be All right. happier? Yeah, probably. See? <laughs> Damn it, Dylan. Thank you. Dylan gave me permission to eat breakfast burritos every day. He is now my best friend. All right. Let's talk about cheap free games. There are a million of them. I think everybody is giving away games. Uh, first off is the Humble Conquer COVID-19 bundle, which has, I don't know, 50 games, nah, probably 30 games in it, um, plus a bunch of books, plus a bunch of comics. Um, it's $30. And all of it's going to charity. Um, Humble is not taking a cut. They've raised $2.5 million so far. Um, I don't remember what what it's going. It's, it's just COVID-19 relief, but I don't think it's going to a specific agency. So, I, you know, they said uh, it's going to... Uh, for example, delivering protective gear to safeguard healthcare workers and providing medical care to infected patients. So 100% goes to charity. You'll get games like Into the Breach, which is awesome. I'm still playing that on and off. Undertale, Hollow Knight, uh, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, The Witness, Super Hot, um, Tilt Rush, which is a really cool VR game, uh, Batman Lego 3, uh, Darksiders 3, Darksiders Remastered, Sniper Elite 3, um, This is the Police, Jack. Box Party Pack, which is a really great game to play with your friends when you're stuck inside. Stick Fight the Game, which is a game I put a bajillion hours to. is super fun. Brothers, which is kind of a fun kind of RPG. Worms Revolution, Tropico 4, Broken Age, which is a great point-click adventure game. Brutal Legend, which is also phenomenal. Uh, Psychonauts, Double Fine Adventure. Let's see, Piku Niku, which Colby's playing right now. Yay! No, I beat him. Whatever. World of Goo's in there. Amazing game. I love that game so much. It's fun. It's really cool. Um, a Mortician's Tale, Magicka, Agents of Mayhem, which is trash, but whatever. Um, and those are that like literally that wasn't all of them. There's probably twice that many games in there. A bunch of, like I said, a bunch of books. Um, 
like you can get the first volume of Saga, which is one of my favorite comics, is in there. So tons of great stuff for thirty dollars. I I'm gonna pick this up even though I already own a lot of those games because it's a like I can always have more games and I'll figure out a way to give away some of those codes. So go pick it up. Thirty dollars. Humblebundle.com. Um, you play the Ubisoft store is giving away Rayman Legends, which is one of my favorite um, platformers. Love that game. It's free through. April 3rd or 4th, I saw both. So what I would recommend is if you want to get Rayman Legends, go get it today. That's a great game. And all you have to do is install the Uplay client. So get that. Um, games with gold this month. I was really wrong. I About? Guess. The games with gold. Oh, yeah. And I guessed. I So, yeah, we guessed last week on what the games were with gold was. And, and I was like, I think they're waiting to announce because they're going to put something really great in there. Um, they announced, I think, yesterday. It came out on the 31st, 31st which is really late. Um, and the games are kind of trash. <laughs> oh, Fable um, Anniversary is great. Fable Anniversary is great, but it's an Xbox 360 game. so It's actually mm. an Xbox Xbox game. Oh, that they remastered for Xbox 360. Ouch. Um, anyway, Project Cars 2 is available April 1st to the 30th. It um, It's a racing game racing gay uh knights of pen and paper bundle includes um the first one and the second one it's available april 16th to may 15th take on the roles of in-game players taking on the roles of their characters in a traditional pen and paper rpg session so it looks kind of fun i i would i would play that one uh fable anniversary is coming out april 1st to the 15th um it's the remaster of fable i guess if you i played it last year and it holds up really well yeah, if you've never played Fable, this is a good way to get into it. And the Fable games are great. Um, and then Toybox Turbo, which actually looks kind of fun. Um, Codemaster reboots the classic tabletop racing experience in Toybox Turbos. Collect and customize 35 vehicles, take on 18 crazy tracks, and send your rivals into a spin with awesome power-ups, including mines, machine guns, and giant car-mounted hammers. So that looks all right. Uh, game Pass this month. Um, not a lot uh, announced yet, but I'm sure we'll see more. Like I said, Totally Reliable Delivery Service came out today, April 1st. That is an Xbox-only game. It's a, it's just a wacky delivery game. It's fun. It, it has up to four players, so that's definitely a cool one. I played it at PAX and really liked that. Um, Near Automata um, is coming out April 2nd, so you can get that on the PC and Xbox. Um, I played it on the PlayStation. I really wish I'd played it on the Xbox, but I don't think I beat all 75 of the different endings that I would like to, but I'm not going to play it again on the Xbox. But uh, this is actually the Become as Gods edition, so that is the full everything you could ever hope for edition of Nier Automata. Automata, Automata. Um, and then again, I think everyone knows this is coming out, but Gears Tactics is coming out on uh, April 28th. I didn't realize that that's not an Xbox game. That is PC only. So sorry, mm -hmm. Xbox people. Uh, April 28th for that. Epic Game Store uh, this week is giving away Gone Home, which is such a great game. It was like Very my... Good game. Yeah, kind of my introduction to um, Walking Sims. I want to interview Steve Gaynor, the maker of Gone Home. Um, I think this is a really good description. June 7th, 1975, 1.15 a.m. You arrive home after a year abroad. You expect your family to greet you, but the house is empty. Something's not right. Where is everyone? And what's happened here? Unravel the mystery for yourself in Gone Home, which is, that's good. Um, and then Hob, which is the last game that the folks that made Torchlight got to make before someone bought them and shut them down. It's a vibrant, suspenseful action 
action adventure game set in a stunning and brutal world in disarray. Very, it, what I've played of it is very, very, very good. So check that out for free on the Epic Game Store. Uh, Twitch Prime this month is giving away Earthlock, which is an adventure RPG um, that I think has been on Game Pass for a while. It may even yeah. still be on Game Pass. Um, I own it. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, Kathy Rain, set in the 90s, Kathy Rain tells the story of a strong-willed journalism major who's come to terms with her own troubled past as she investigates the mysterious death of her recently deceased grandfather. Sounds interesting. Um, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> um, Turok is greatest, back. One of the greatest games ever. It is absolutely not one of the greatest games ever. Um, oh, it absolutely is one of the greatest games ever. We'll agree to disagree. Anyway, it's been fully restored and probably has less fog than it used to. Um, Etherborn, delve into a third-person environmental puzzle platformer built on exploring and understanding gravity-shifting structures. Those kind of games always sound super fun, and I love the first three levels of them, and then I'm not smart enough to get past the fourth level. So, I will see. Uh, and Light Matter, an homage to first-person person puzzlers, Wow, this is hard. An homage to first-person puzzlers play tunnel vision games. Love letter to the genre. I don't even know what that means. Use lateral thinking to solve mind-buzzing puzzles with light, shadows, beams, platforms, and light matter. So I read a description. I don't know what that game is. But I think there's enough free games to keep you probably busy from now to at least April 30th, right? Probably. Probably. At, at least, if not, like... April 30th, 2021. Right? So many games. All right, we're going to wrap this up in just a second. But first, we're going to talk about um, Randy Pitchford screwing people again. Mm. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> so um, I didn't realize this until I read this article today. Um, but uh, Gearbox's structure, like the way they employ people, is that they pay a lower than average salary for for the industry. But theoretically they make that up on the back end where they uh, do a profit sharing agreement where uh, the company gets to keep 60% and the other 40% of profits is pushed into their employees. And in the past, this has actually worked out really well for employees um, where folks have gotten literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in um, bonus money for sacrificing years and years of their life to terrible crunch. Um, because I've also heard Gearbox is not a great place to work. <laughs> um, this year, even though Borderlands 3 made huge amounts of money, it was the best-selling game they've ever made, apparently um, it just cost a lot more to make than they thought it would because the company decided to switch from like Unreal Engine 3 to Unreal Engine 4 in the middle and because the profits have to cover the cost of all the DLC as well. And moral of the story is, is... Um, they're really not going to be getting much in the way of profit sharing this year, even though their studio just made a ton of money. The good news is in 2016, when they started making Borderlands 3, Randy Pitchford took $12 million in bonus um, because he's Randy Pitchford. My favorite part of this is, is Randy Pitchford telling Gearbox developers that if they weren't happy with the royalty system, they are welcome to quit. So that'll show them. <laughs> Um, it's not great. <laughs> it's really not great. Um, I, I don't know what to say about it past that. It's just not great. And man, like if you're negotiating at a job and they try and convince you to take a lower salary in exchange for bonuses or stock options in the future, 
Like, don't do that. I've done it twice and it never, never, never ends well. Like, just take money because you can spend money now and you can mm-hmm. also spend money in the future. It's it's better. Money is better. Anyway, like Borderlands 3 is a great game. Like I I I was a okay game, I guess. But man, the more I hear about Randy Pitchford and Gearbox, the more I'm just like, ew. I just go ew a lot. Anyway, I think this is us for this week, unless you guys have any, if you'd like to say you as well. Yeah. You? Yeah. Eat the rich. Anyway, uh, you can find us at bindmepodcast.com. You can uh, do all sorts of stuff there, like find out how you can listen to us, like say Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I hear Google actually has some sort of new fancy podcast player, so presumably we're there as well. We've been there before. I'm sure we'll be there again. Um you can also find us on social media at uh, bitemepodcast.com. No, sorry, you can't find us on social media at bitemepodcast.com. You can find us on social media at bitemepodcast on the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagram, so on and so forth. Uh, if you would like to join us in Discord, which I suggest you do because it's a nice way to talk to humans instead of just staying home and talking to your cat all day, you can go to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. And that is an episode. My pizza is getting pulled out of the oven right now. I'm going to go eat it, and then I'm going to play Gloomhaven. So Woo. I think it. Or- Do you have a song, Colby? Um. Oh crap! Now you put me on the spot. Never mind, Dylan. No, that's. <laughs> Everyone, go listen to the No Holds Barred theme song. It is amazing. It's pretty good. I Actually, own I- it. The movie's available on Amazon Prime. It's is that the Hulk Hogan movie? It is absolutely it is. the Hulk Hogan movie. It's if you nice. if you if you watch it with the assumption that it's an '80s comedy, pretty good. I liked it. So anyway, go watch that, Dylan. Bite me. Bite me. to make some gloom you have to finish it by the time Frosthaven comes out well i'm on episode i don't know what you call them campaign two out of 99 so um i don't think that's gonna happen (laughs) yeah so i did a zoom conference call today and zoom actually has like a checkbox it's like make me prettier um and i'm disappointed now that squadcast doesn't because i look way better in zoom you did you turn yourself you into a potato? I did not turn myself into a potato. Actually, I tried to do one of the funny backgrounds, but because my chair's so high, it can't remove me from the background. So, gaming chair for the loss. All right. Are you getting oh, Colby's sword art, 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 sword did, art online-y again? Did, uh, well, I don't know. Did I beat it last week? I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then yeah, you can talk about the anime for a minute if you want, though. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I, could you please, uh, now I can't use this as our intro. I guess I could just modify that a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> let's get this party started.